welcome to the Geeking Poetic Podcast channel. On this channel, we have shows and segments that contain adult humor, bad language, dirty jokes, and other stuff that is strictly for mature audiences only. So if you're too young or too sensitive for this kind of material, then please do not watch our channel or our videos. This channel is not for you. Thanks much. And now, on with the show! About to follow. <laughs> and welcome, everybody, to another episode of Geeking Poetic Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Larry Roberts. Uh, this mischievous variant over here to my right <laughs> is my co-host and none other than... Megan Guess. And what are we here to talk about? We are going to talk about episodes three and, and four. four. You had to think about that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, where are we? <laughs> three and four of Loki. Yeah. Yeah, Loki, man. So uh, if you didn't already see it, make sure you go back and check out our first uh, video. We did it. We're doing it every two episodes. It's just easier that way there's so much to go over mm -hmm. and it kind of blends together in ways so we did episode one and two we put that out a couple of weeks ago we had a lot of theories and opinions about what we were seeing where it was going and boy <laughs> it's already taken us on a ride <laughs> hasn't it that that's to put it mildly like yes yeah yeah we kind of had a feeling because in true marvel cinematic universe fashion we don't know what's going to happen. No, no. It, 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 we keep thinking like, oh, it's definitely headed this way, and then it goes another way. Although, there were some things that we called, mm -hmm. and we were right about, and we're going to get into that. Mm -hmm. But so far, um, I think I could speak for both of us. You could speak for yourself if you want to. <laughs> I'm loving this. I think this show's great. Yeah. It took some turns. I wasn't quite expecting this last episode. I was like, oh, yeah. what? Right. What? Yeah. Well, this is definitely going to be interesting because episode four left us with some real cliffhanger uh, yeah. moments. We thought episode three was a cliffhanger. Oh, no, no, no. Episode four. <laughs> definitely. Being left to die on a planet. Psh. That's nothing. Yeah, and I and I think we're gonna, you know, we're obviously we're gonna talk about episode three and four, but I think we're gonna really be talking a lot about what happened in, in four, four, especially. But what we are not going to do is we're not going to do a total recap of the show. Uh, there's there's no point if you're watching or listening to us right now. I highly suggest you make sure you've already watched these episodes. Yeah. Because, spoiler alert. Yeah. We're, we're going to lay it all out there. All spoilers. All kinds of spoilers. And then, of course, we're going to get into theories. Now, before people get their panties in a bunch about that, because, yeah, we know, after the whole WandaVision thing <laughs> and all the theories that went around. I'm so scared. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like, right. It's like, it's like, I don't know what to expect. I don't want to call anything. But... We're just doing it for fun. We're not, some of these channels try to tell you like, this is where it's going and this character's gonna show up. We don't know squat. And nobody else does either, unless they worked on the damn show itself. So don't listen to them. Don't listen to us. We're just- <laughs> We're just spitballing. Yeah, here. we're just spitballing. And we, of course, we want you to spitball back with us. So make sure you leave comments as you're listening to the episode. You can leave comments down below. Wherever it is, whatever platform you're checking us out at. But yeah. 
So what we are going to do is we're going to get into five talking points because we love our fives. We're yes. always doing lists of fives on this channel. Five is my favorite number. Yeah, so there you go. So what we're, what we're going to do is talk about five points, five overarching themes from these last couple episodes that we think are the most noteworthy. Yes. Does that seem right? Seem that fair? seems about right. All right, cool. So without further ado... Meg, why don't you start us off? What's number five? Number five is we're all variants in the same boat after all. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the big reveals in episode three was when Sylvie, as we come to find out her name is, the, the Loki That's what she calls herself anyway. female variant. Sylvie is a variant just like Loki and come to find out that she has information that everybody in the TVA, or almost everybody. We're not Mm -hmm. sure about everybody. But most of the people that work for the TVA are variants, and they had normal lives before, just like Sylvie did when she was a child on her version of Asgard, which Mm -hmm. we got to see in the beginning of Episode 4, or Loki did back in the 2012 Avengers and before that and everything. All these people have a life and have repressed memories that are being repressed by the TVA itself. Now, obviously, because I think they said something about they were deleted memories, but they must still be there for Sylvie to be able to access them. Right. Yeah, they're more repressed Repressed, than deleted. Right, exactly. Um, Maybe the TVA did not know this because you would think that they would just delete them. Right. You would think that they would have made more sure that something like that couldn't happen. Right. And here comes Sylvie. I mean, maybe they didn't anticipate Sylvie being able to do that, or maybe they did. <laughs> and maybe that's part of the reason they don't. I'm so scared. Yeah, maybe they are afraid of Sylvie. Maybe they're afraid of all these Lokis, but we'll get that's into why that. she's so much more superior than our Loki. Yeah, well, well, is she, though? I mean, do you well, really think she Well, that's why they is? think she is, because she can do this in. Well, because she's the one the that's water. gotten away. She's the only Loki, at least as far as we know, that has gotten away. Until this one. Uh, Another thing we come to find out is that um, there's a possibility that when you are, uh, what do they call it? When they delete you, when they prune Prune you. you. Yeah, when you get pruned and we've been led to believe that means you're just like zapped out of existence. That may not be accurate. Because the last thing we see in episode four is Loki right about when he's going to, we think, profess his love to essentially himself, the female version of himself. Uh, Ravona ends up uh, pruning him. And we're like, holy shit, like didn't see that coming. That's one of my big, oh my gosh. Yeah. Now what? Right, right. I mean, it was bad enough that just prior to that, we got to see Mobius get pruned. Not happy about that. No, no, exactly. And then we see Loki, and it's like, well, wait a minute. I mean, that in, that in and of itself is kind of like, wait a minute. <laughs> How can we... called Loki, but there's so many Lokis now. Well, that's true, but I think we know that the main Loki, our Loki, I'm going to call him, mm-hmm. is not going to be just zapped out of existence before the series is even close to being over yet. I, you know, and then... With the post-credits scene in episode four, I think we basically got the answer for that because he wakes up somewhere thinking that he's in hell, H-E-L, the the Norse version of hell, 
and he's not. He's somewhere else. It looks like he's on a version of war-torn Earth because we see a destroyed Avengers Tower in the background and stuff, which is very interesting. But we also see several other Loki variants standing over him. We finally get to see who Richard E. Grant was going to play. Mm -hmm. And he is the comic book version of Loki. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. And a couple other Lokis. We'll get a little bit more in-depth talking about the Lokis. But the point of the matter is, is that the whole concept now of who all these people in the TVA or that are working for the TVA are and what they might mean has been totally changed now because now we know for a fact that these people are all variants. Mm -hmm. They all were normal people. Now we know why Mobius had this deep-seated love for jet skis. (laughs) Right, the 90s and jet skis. (laughs) Right. That was probably the last time he was... Happy. Happy and... Right. That was probably the last time he was actually a normal person. And another interesting thing about it is, do you, I, I haven't talked to you about this. Do you get the feeling that no matter how much he's been trying to be like the good worker bee and I just believe in what I do, that even from the very beginning of this show, there's always been like this nagging thing inside Mobius's head? Yeah, he's not 100% on board. And he's like, he's like, I'll let you burn down. I'll show you where my desk is. You can burn that down first. Right. Right. First episode. And we called that part. We were like, yeah, he doesn't seem like he's like as much of a team player. He's not as mindless of a drone as everybody else. Right. And so. And cl- that's why Ravona probably kept him close. I think so, too. Which also brings me in to another question. And it's another theory kind of thing. So the whole thing with Ravona and Mobius's friendship and the whole point that they made of all those rings being on the table mm-hmm. and him mentioning in episode two about like, or I think it was one or two when he mentions like, oh, I didn't leave. I don't remember leaving those rings. And she says, well, you're not my only agent, or agent and all that kind of stuff. Um, and she says, those are all from you. I think they are all from him. Different. I, yeah. I think this has happened before. I think that that is not the only Mobius that we've had. So I think there is some sort of chance that if he wasn't just flat out pruned before, that there's been some sort of like... Reset. Reset or having to go back and grab him again and again, you know. And maybe because of that, that's there, there could be the reason why there is that sort of thing in him maybe it thins out every time Mm -hmm. you know it's like not as effective every time they try to relaunch him i mean even if other people in the tva haven't been tipped off to it yet i mean there's going to be questions about what what happened here i i I don't know well she played it off like they've been compromised so they had to be pruned yeah i suppose i mean she's trying to keep it quiet but yeah they've been compromised uh, the whole loki's that you know their arch enemy yeah, except... They got to him, so we had to eliminate him. Well, except the fact that, you know, that we saw that uh, Sylvie and Loki were able to take down the actual timekeepers. Nobody's ever seen them. They don't know that. Well, that leads us into number four. Okay. Which, which is... Who is really behind the curtains. Exactly. Been so Going Oz on them. Right. Well, we kind of called that in the last episode. Yes, where we were saying, you know, it 
felt like this could wind up setting up to be some great Oz kind of thing. And and sure enough. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah, we come to find out that we do get to see the the timekeepers as I mean, even when I first saw them. When we first got to finally see them and Loki and Sylvie get brought in front of them and, and the all glowing that. Glowing red eyes. And the one that looked like a Dr. Seuss character. <laughs> what is it, Lorax or whatever? Yeah. They are. <laughs> <laughs> right. Even when I first saw him, I was like, this doesn't feel right mm. like this doesn't seem right like no? what is what is the point of this well you and I were sitting there watching it and Loki himself even said and I'm answering for him I'm like yeah it, Loki even himself like was saying he was like what was the point of even bringing us here like what why are just we to here? kill us What's just going on? yeah like this this whole thing feels real weird and awkward and stuff you know it just it didn't make sense well we come to find out that they are androids or robots. Animatronics. Or animatronics. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a small world. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like they thought they were going to see the timekeepers and instead they ended up at, you know, Showbiz Pizza. <laughs> and they get to see the jug, the bear jug band or whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, so then, obviously, so now, like I said, we saw that the, the timekeepers or whatever is posing as the timekeepers has been brought down. Sylvie ends up uh, holding Ravona at uh, spear spear point point yeah prune exactly point. prune point exactly <laughs> you know threatens her with pruning and Ravona seems awfully happy to be like go ahead you do know it. do yeah. it it's like oh really well why why are you so why are you so okay with being pruned is it because don't all bad guys do that it's like come on just kill me kill me man well I think that that's what they're trying to make it seem like yeah but I think there's more to it I don't maybe maybe Ravona's not that worried about being pruned maybe she's like go ahead and fucking prune me because I know what happens oh, you yeah. know what I'm saying like maybe she's, she's just, not gonna kill me anyway so whatever right, go for it right, right. exactly or whoever it is she's really working for is going to, you know, say, come save her. You know, I I don't know. I have no idea there. Well, there's also the theory that she's, like, been kidnapped or whatever. Because, like, how does she get so high up when she lost the original variant? Well. Sylvie. It's like, how does she get that high up? Unless she's held prisoner. And she's like, oh, please, end this torture for me. Right. Well, you know, Ravona being the, uh, the love partner of somebody like King the Conqueror would explain the reason why she rose so far up. Could be. <laughs> but we don't know if it is King. And I gotta be honest, I know everybody is betting on that it's King. Just like everybody was betting on Mephisto with you know, <laughs> WandaVision. I'm not putting my eggs in any basket. No, me neither. I'm, And I'm not 100% sure that it is King. Or if it is King... I don't think we're going to get that reveal in two episodes from now, you know, when the series ends. I think it's going to be more complicated than that. But yeah, there's all sorts of theories about that. It could be Kang. There's some theories that there's things, especially with the robotics and stuff, people think like, oh, this sounds like the work of somebody like a Doctor Doom. Mm. You know, that kind of villain and everything. And I'm like, yeah, even, I don't know. I don't feel like this is where, Doctor Doom is such a major, major character. It's too early. It's too, yeah, they're not going to introduce him in this way. I just, I just don't buy it. I don't think it's Doom, and I'm not 100% sold it's Kang. Another theory that I've been kind of toying with is 
it could be another Loki. That's kind of how I'm leaning towards too. Right. And he knows the other Lokis what they could do, so that's why he's so scared of them. It's like don't don't I finally found my fortune. My whole purpose. So Right. Well that Don't leads, come screw this up for me. Oh yeah, the Lokis go go get Right. It. And that leads us into number three. Right. Look at that. How yeah. nicely that I is. I didn't even plan it that way. Yeah. But what is number three? The importance of being Loki. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and what is the importance of being Loki? That's the big question that we're being left with on this yeah, show. Why because, are they so important? Right. Because, I mean, okay, it was one thing to say, okay, well, it made sense that they had to take our Loki and, you know, imprison him because he was a bad guy. He was trying to get away with a, a stone. He was creating a Nexus event by doing all that. Get, okay. I get it. <laughs> but in regards to the Sylvie Loki... What exactly did she do? What could she have done? She was a child. Well, she's still a Loki. She could have done something. But but what? And and furthermore, I mean, they try to paint it as... Because she makes the comment uh, at one point when she's talking to him about how basically, like, yeah, like it was just because she's born to lose and born to cause chaos and stuff that it was inevitable they were going to come and get her. So it was simply being born was like her creating a Nexus event chaos. And I'm like, but then why did they wait until she was like seven years old or whatever the hell she was? Well, maybe because they can travel any point in time. They knew she was going to grow up and be this part. So she, they got her when she was too young to be strong enough to fight them. But clearly so they, go back and get the kids. Well, clearly they were wrong. And then, I mean, that gets into a whole other thing real quick, which is something that Loki kind of made mention of in a previous episode, which is, I understand that the TVA exists technically outside of time. But regardless, they know everything that's supposed to happen. So how do they not know... All of this that's happening right now is happening. Because this is technically another variant. or Because it keeps changing and they can't see it? Is that what it's supposed to be? They can't see these events happening? Because this, this, it's not supposed to happen. This, is, this isn't what was in the original sacred timeline. Or the other timelines that they meld together for the sacred timeline. Yeah. So they can't see it. Because they're, they're not really gods. Whoever's doing this isn't really the gods. No. And that's kind of my point. That's why I'm like, what is the real reason of doing this? Of what, you know, I think that Loki is crucial in one way or another to the sacred timeline. And it just makes me wonder, is there a chance that there is some supreme Loki or some some Loki mm -hmm. that is trying to get rid of all the other Lokis simply because it's Loki. He's the supreme narcissist. He doesn't want there to be other Lokis in the right. universe. Especially if all these other Lokis, if it's their their destiny to mm -hmm. always fail. Because that's basically what it is, is that I mean that's that's Loki's destiny in Norse mythology and stuff. He fails. They bring that up in the first episode. It's like, Loki, you are doomed to fail all the time so that heroes can rise. Right. So I think he wants to get rid of all these right. other Lokis he's so that he's the only Loki. And so they keep stop, keep doing whatever they're doing and letting these fucking heroes rise and letting all these plans get 
foiled, you know what I mean? These nefarious plans and everything. And he wants to be, I mean, it still comes back to the original point that Loki himself, our Loki said in the first episode, which is I want to overthrow the, the, the time, Mm -hmm. you know, the time keepers and everything. And I want to, and I'll rule it and everything. And it's like, well, of course you want to do that because the TVA is your creation. (laughs) So it's like, it's like this never ending circle. Mm Mm-hmm. And yeah, and then so I mean, again, what is the significance? Then we have this massive nexus event that gets created once Sylvie and our Loki start to fall in love or whatever it is with each other. That's a pretty significant thing. Because mm-hmm. I even said, like, have you ever seen something like that before? I haven't. No. That leads us into number two. Yeah, it does. See, it's everything's it's everything's all goes together. going together. What's number two? So, what is it? Um, love is death, right? Love is a dagger, supposedly. Or is love the answer? Well, that's the thing. Is it in episode three when they're on the train and they're having that little kind of heart to heart sort of begrudgingly trying to get to know each other on that train? <laughs> uh, they start getting into love and talking about. Have you been in love? All that kind of stuff. She, Somebody she, waiting on you. I yeah, think. exactly. She gives this kind of flippant answer about a postman and everything. We get the answer from him that he may have... He's he's had dalliances with all different kinds of people and everything. Men, women, whatever. You know, we get a, we get that little, uh, that little reveal, which is pretty cool. But the one thing that we kind of find out is that they've never been in love. And what do they even think love is? And Sylvie being so fatalistic because she's had this horrible existence, her mm-hmm. answer is that, well, love is death, which Loki makes fun of, and which is pretty funny. <laughs> and then he, after he gets drunk, he says, no, I think love's a dagger. And of course, it's this more poetic kind of, again, still sort of fatalistic, pessimistic kind of, and pseudo at the same time narcissistic way of looking at love. That turns out to be big BS. She calls him out on yeah, that. Yeah, and that's bullshit too. But what we're kind of, we're finding out, I think, here is that love is actually the answer for Love is within yourself. Because <laughs> they're both Loki's. Well, it? that's the that's <laughs> that's the great thing about it. And they try to even Mobius even kind of tries to make fun of it. Narcissist and, much? Jeez. Yeah, and just being like, leave it to you to like fall in love with, with yourself. Well, of course. I mean, that's perfect. I mean, if Loki is ever gonna fall in love with somebody, it, the idea that it's a, an exact female version of himself is like, well, yeah, nobody loves him more than he loves him. And he doesn't love anybody more than he loves himself. So that makes perfect sense. But why is that so significant to the seemingly fragile nature of the sacred timeline? I mean, why would simply... And furthermore, the other thing that really struck me was... Now, they were in the middle of a disastrous event. Which you should not be able to be changed. Which should not have been, doesn't shouldn't have mattered what they were doing, because they were literally seconds away from just being wiped out of existence. Mm-hmm. And yet their feelings, their love—I mean, they didn't even. It's not even like they started like jumping on each other or yeah, anything. They just kind of held hands. It was just the fact of whatever energy between them they were creating yeah. between them. That energy ended up creating this extreme nexus event 
this extreme branch coming off the timeline. Straight up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like a love timeline boner, you know, just <laughs> popping right up, man. It's just like, wow. well, I mean, you know, that's kind of what it was. That's All sort right. of what it was. I mean, it just, it I just mean... rose right up there. <laughs> and that shouldn't have been able to happen. Right. You know, that I don't care whether or not, like I said, Mobius wants to make it like, oh, well, it's because what you guys were doing was so creepy and wrong because you're both the same person and you're falling in love with yourselves and that's great. No. It still shouldn't have affected No, it shouldn't, it shouldn't have mattered. It should not have mattered in that time and place when they were in that disaster end of the world event. Should not have made a difference. So clearly there's something more to Loki and love in this universe, in, in the universe, in all of existence. And uh, I don't know what that think is. Loki and love is going to take it all down. Of all things. Yeah, of all things. And that's why I'm, I'm, that's why I'm like, wow, I really want to know what the real reason is for uh, this timeline, the sacred timeline to be kept and preserved. Like, what is the real reason? This whole thing of, oh, well, there was this giant time war, and so we have to go back and we have to prevent that from happening. It's like, that's a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> I don't buy that at all. Saying, you know, and then, and then talking about, well, you know, and then at the end when all this happens, it's like, well, then we just kind of go on to eternal bliss or something, and then it just ends like a perfectly ended book. That, no, no such thing. No. So, I mean, and then that really leads us to our final point, number one, which is... Maybe the end isn't actually the end. Exactly. Exactly. Whether we're talking about the end of this supposed sacred timeline that's supposed to have some finite end to it, mm -hmm. or whether it's people that are being pruned and it's supposed Supposed to be deceased, but clearly are not. Exactly, exactly. So what does that all mean? I mean, where? what is your theories that this could actually be about? Do you think that this is just simply... Is it more about that? Is it somebody... Do you think this started out as somebody legitimately trying to preserve a timeline and it just became corrupted? Or do you think that the whole thing about the sacred timeline is all bullshit? I think it's all bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit. <laughs> Some of that old bullshit. I think maybe it's somebody trying to preserve their legacy. Right. Right. So they're doing all this stuff, everything, all this crazy crap. Like, I gotta stop it here, gotta stop it here, we gotta, you know, get rid of this person, get rid of this person, just to preserve their legacy. To rule the universe. Rule the universe. Because there have been too many things that happened in actual history that because this happened and this happened and this happened and this happened, it prevented them from being able to win in the end or rule supreme in the end something. So they went back and said, well... If we could control all that and go back and make sure we control things and stuff. I mean, to sit there and say, Loki, you weren't meant to get away with the, the stone in 2012 and everything. It's like, well, why not? Why, why wasn't he? Maybe he was. Yeah. I, I, again, I think they went back. Like, maybe, maybe I was wrong earlier 
when I said they didn't see it or whatever because right. they're not gods. Maybe they do see it. They know this is coming and they did everything in their power to stop it. That's why we, they went back and got Sylvie when they did. Right. And they got, you know, maybe they knew um, our Loki had right. to go through and get that Tesseract stone and all that, you know. Yeah. Because he had to be a part of Endgame right. and all that kind of stuff. He had his part to play in that and then right. they're like, okay, now we can get him just to preserve what they're doing. Well, let me bring up one final thing because okay. again, this is this is all just theory, but going on some different things I've seen on fan sites, knowing what I know from the movies, putting pieces together from like interviews and things that I've heard over the years. So, there could be one big piece of the puzzle that we haven't seen gotten yet. or gotten yet. Okay. And uh, again, spitballing big time um, <laughs> don't take me at my word and be like well Larry, Larry said, said man. I'm just spitballing here but so back when Ant-Man and the Wasp came out what was that 2018 I think it was sure <laughs> it was somewhere around there yeah it was 2018 after that came out we found out that there is a bit in uh, in that movie where we see a scene from the quantum realm. Oh, yeah. I think I know where you're going with this. There's a scene from the quantum realm, yeah, because they've been talking about this for a while, where supposedly if you freeze frame it like right at the right time, and I've, I've seen it, I've done it, okay. that it looks like inside one of, you know, because the quantum realm's all psychedelic, crazy, lava lamp looking and all this kind of stuff, taking mushrooms and all that, you know, sort of weird, trippy shit. But at one point, you see what looks like a tiny city, like futuristic-looking city inside some sort of dome bubble kind of thing. So they claimed, or I've heard it rumored, that that was going to be an important thing. That wasn't just a happenstance thing. That was something that was going to factor in later in the MCU. Now, obviously, we know it didn't hasn't factored in anything else. It didn't factor into Avengers Endgame like people thought maybe it would. It, mm -hmm. it didn't. It hasn't factored in anything else. But now we have this city. So what do we know about the TVA? It exists outside of time. It exists outside. Time, time runs different. Time run, runs different. Mobius said that in the first mm -hmm. episode. And that's the same thing that Ant-Man himself and... Uh, and, Michelle uh, Pfeiffer, right? Michelle, it was it Janet or whatever? The yeah. yeah, the original Wasp said time runs different inside the quantum realm. So right there we have two parallels. Mm -hmm. So is it possible that this whole thing, the reason why they can do all this, the reason why they're able to travel time, the reason why they exist outside of time and they can know is because the TVA exists inside the quantum realm. Hmm. And that could be a big factor in this. And I think it's going to be, It's it's got to be, because why else would we, I mean, we know the next Ant-Man movie, which is coming out next year, is called Quantum Mania. And... And it has Kang in it, right? Kang the Conqueror is the villain in that. So it's entirely possible that Kang is this villain that is living inside, he's inside the quantum realm mm -hmm. and stuff. And for some reason, he's doing all this. Who knows? 
Maybe we're gonna find out Kang is some kind of version of Loki in the MCU. Could be. I mean, because I know there's people. Yeah, I mean, I know there's people that say, well, Kang and Loki are separate characters. Okay. So is Sylvie and female Loki. Exactly. Exactly. And look what they did. They've amalgamated them into the same character. It wouldn't be the first or the last time they've done this for the Marvel Cinematic Universe Mm -hmm. and taken things from the comic books and melded them together to create a new version of a character or some kind of conglomeration of them. It, who knows? It, it could be, I mean, there's so many questions that we're left with. All I know is I think we agree uh, you know, very anxious to see our Loki come back. Yes, and Mobius. And Mobius, hoping Please. that Mobius comes back. Very anxious to see what's next, because the last thing we saw was, like you said, Ravona being at, uh, you know, prune spear point. prune point <laughs> with Sylvie demanding to know, like, what the fuck's going on, because we both know that Ravona was lying through her fucking shitty little face when she was saying I don't remember why we like oh, you know yeah that dumbass smirk yeah that stupid smirk exactly we need Lady Sif to be in a right. in a in a, <laughs> cir- a time circle with Ravona and yeah, just keep throw her in there yeah keep smacking her around and stuff <laughs> cause yeah so big 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 cliffhangers at the end of episode 4 very anxious to see 5 and 6 mm-hmm. we'll be back in a couple of weeks to talk about those episodes and I hope maybe yeah, hopefully wrap this up wrap with some answers up. yeah it's a few answers maybe maybe it's the MCU I have a feeling this especially is just gonna set us up for everything coming next because next year. yeah because I think from this is where we're going to then spring into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and all that so We'll see. Anyway, we appreciate you listening to what we've got to say. Make sure you like and subscribe, share, leave your freaking comments. We want some <laughs> feedback from you. Give us some spitballs, not actual spitballs. Yeah. If, we'd if prefer... you don't like us, don't actually throw things at us. But yeah. No, please don't. It's not going to do any good. We, we're just going to keep doing it. So, And if you do, she's just going to bat them away and it's going to all hit me. So, because that's the way it goes. Right? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's always, I'm always the target. Anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back in a couple of weeks to wrap up our Loki uh, discussion. Loki and review. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Bye. Mm